Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome back to The Francisca Show, where we encourage fellow artists and entrepreneurs to collaborate and support each other while sharing their stories. I'm Francisca, a singer, composer, and also your host. And just before we begin the show, I'd like to thank our sponsors. ShopDrop is an iPhone app that lists every sample sale in New York. So if you want to buy designer clothes without breaking the bank, go to your iPhone and download the ShopDrop app today. Today on the show, we have actress, social worker, and founder of Girls Talent Tour, Fatia Zafter. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so exciting to have you. So you basically have a talent show that you take around to uh, different cities, and you give the opportunity and platform for Jewish Orthodox girls to showcase their talent. Yep. Okay. That's what I do. So tell me how you got into that. You grew up in California, and I think you are our first guest on the show from California. You definitely have some of that Hollywood inspiration going on in you. <laughs> um, okay, so tell us what your upbringing was like, and we'll, we'll transition from there into what you do now. Okay, so um, I grew up in North Hollywood, um, Valley Village in California. I'm one of six siblings. And my family, like we always kind of all, all the girls in my family, at least always had like a passion for um, performing arts. My mother grew up, um, my mother's balls Chiba. So growing up, she was also like, she was in a performing arts public school where um, she was like in some commercials and she was in a lot of shows and stuff. So our house was like, that was just something that we all loved. And then I went to, when I was going into 10th, going into 11th grade, I went to Kol Nishama, which is like a performing arts camp um, where they have singing, acting, dancing, and they perform. I mean, they film, uh, the first year we filmed an episode and then the next year I went again and we filmed Operation Candlelight, a movie. And that was like an amazing experience for me. Um, and I've also been in like a lot of school shows and a lot of um, shows in general. I love comedy. I'm very into comedy. Um, so I've always played parts like that in school plays, even in seminary shows. And um, so I, I kind of have been involved in like the performing arts growing up a lot. Cool. And does the name Leah Gottfried ring any bells for you? Was that someone you knew growing up or shared yeah. space with? So she, so when I was in Kol Nishama Operation Candlelight Year, she was the um, assistant director, I think that was her title, um, with uh, Varap and Garbos. So she basically worked with her and kind of was like the director of when we filmed um, for those six weeks of the summer. Since we're talking about uh, girls or women who have been doing this before you, who else would you consider your mentor or role model in the area? So I definitely say Gar um, Robin Garbos um, from Kol Nishama because I feel like um, those two summers that I was there were like kind of like the best experiences I've ever had. And that I've gone to other sleepaway camps and stuff, but that was just an ex a life changing experience for me. So um, she definitely showed me that you can you can still be from 
um, and express your talent in, in so many different ways while still being from and, and um, not having to compromise in that way. So she definitely is. Um, who else would I say? Um, I don't know, just anybody who starts something in general, I think it's an amazing thing. Like, I don't know, even specifically with performing arts, I, I really, I really, um, that's why I kind of, I also wanted to start my own thing. It wasn't like, I just wanted to join something that was already established. Like I realized it was time for me to start my own thing. I really, I really like when people are able to take an idea and kind of just make it, make it into something that they, um, I don't know, produce something themselves. I like that. So, um, I was in Rachel's place last year. I also, I also like that a lot. Um, how that was directed and stuff like that. I don't know, mentors. I don't really have enough. I think I need more. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so good question. We're on to something here. And what's your family's attitude toward your passion for the arts? And what kind of space have they created for you? Because clearly you have this childhood interaction with the arts and it's not just an adult realized dream or you're not a Balchuva who has different attitude toward the arts so in a way i feel like my family is very um supportive of it and proud of like well i mean my parents sent me to kolnishama for two years and they knew i loved it so they like like after the first year they knew i loved it it's like not a cheap camp it's more and it's something that they realized that i have such like a passion for so they wanted me to be able to get that experience um so they definitely were um supportive at that time about it. And now also like, um, when I had this idea, um, honestly, there wasn't so much support that like I was getting because, because I get very excited when I have an idea, like I have a very big imagination and other people give me all the reasons like why it shouldn't work. And in a way it makes me want it to work more. So, because like, you know, when just people are saying that something can't happen, you're like, excuse me, I think it can. So it just made me work even harder. But so my family has definitely been supportive. My younger sisters are also very into it. So one of them was um, a contestant. One of them was like, kind of like, just did like a dance at the beginning of the show. But they both, um, they both were part of the shows that I did. So it became kind of like a topic of conversation within, um, within my house where people, where people were like, we're my family. We were all very, um, always talking about it, always into it because it was this new idea. So that, that kind of was like a little bit of a, um, kind of like it took over, like that's all we talked about. So I guess that kind of annoyed people a little bit, but, um, they were definitely supportive and proud that I was able to, you know, like start this new. You were still living at home when you came up with the idea and you started with it, right? Oh, so I'm from LA and I grew up in LA, but my family in the summer just moved to New York. So my family's living in Staten Island now. Okay. So you moved to New York and when and how did this start to evolve? So this, um, the girls talent tour started. Um, so I had the idea in November. Well, yeah, I guess I officially like had the idea. Like I actually want to do this in November. Um, and then the show was in December. So I really only had from the time, maybe maybe it started at the end of October, but like then when I actually started pursuing it was November. And then I literally had one month to put on the entire show, maybe five weeks. So um, once I had the idea, I just like ran with it. Cause I'm not the type that I can have an idea and just wait. Like if I have an idea, I have to do it. <laughs> okay, so take us through all the steps that involve from conception to realization. Um, okay. So, um, first my idea was to put on, um, kind of like a musical. 
Um, so I decided I want to do the sound of music. And so I started taking notes on it, becoming all into it. And then, but I knew that like, I would have to get an organization involved so that I could raise money for them. And then also like they would, it would be like supporting their organization. So I, but that was way too much money for any organization to lay out for such a big um, musical, especially when they have no idea who I am. So then I thought of an idea of doing something like not smaller, just as big, but wouldn't have to do like weekly practices, wouldn't have to hire teachers, wouldn't have to do things like that. So the main cost would be the event itself. Um, and that would be like a great way for an organization to be able to make money. So I'd be supporting an organization while like raising money for them, fundraising, while also being able to like use my idea with no risk involved. So basically I tried approaching different places, but like it was a really long process. Like I really tried and people didn't really know who I was. So it was just kind of a very annoying process for those, even those couple weeks that I was trying. And then when I had this idea of the talent show, I went back to Hatzala of Staten Island and I asked them like, would you be willing to do a show like this? And they're like, that we could definitely do. Come over on Moti Shabbos and we're going to discuss it. So I was like, okay, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. So I just like took my notes. I had already called all the places, like how much a stage would cost, how much lighting and sounds would all cost so that I can like propose to them kind of like have like an, I didn't want to sound like a kid approaching them. I wanted them to look at me like kind of like in a mature, like, okay, she knows what she's doing. We trust that she's going to be able to do this. Um, so I... Yeah, so that's how it started. I went I went on Moti Shabbos. We started talking about everything, and they said, let's do this. Okay, let's get started. So then we started making the flyers for auditions. I didn't even know who my judges would be. I thought I would just, like, take my friends who, like, know how to sing and stuff. And then I had just, like, spoken to Shane Dolan Tellis about being involved in the Sound of Music show. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I would be a judge for the – maybe ask her to be a guest performer for the show. And she's like, oh, I would be a judge. I'm like, that's such a good idea. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, you're a judge. Like, that." that like totally took my show to like a whole new level and everything just became more and more professional from there. Like different people reached out to me. Can I be a judge to Dvorah Schwartz, Mayan Davis, and then, um, guest performers, um, Sarah Dukes. And, um, and then once I like had them involved, when they posted the flyers for the auditions, um, I got auditions from everywhere, like different States, different cities all over. And yeah. And then I chose people. I even had people flying for this past show, like, Someone was from Baltimore. Someone was from Florida. Um, and yeah, and then I just chose the talent. And basically, any any, I didn't know what I needed to do. But as the process went on, I realized someone's like, so um, what's, who's your stage manager? I'm like, stage manager? Okay, I guess I need a stage manager. And I quickly found the stage manager. Like, every step of the way was like, oh, I need that? Okay, I'll get that. So I really, that's how I did it. I just Googled everything, learned about everything on the spot, and yeah. Wow. So this show was your first show, the one you just did a couple of weeks back. Yeah, it was uh, like it was December 16th. December so 16th. feels yeah. like a few weeks ago. OK, and you're hosting one more uh, next week, this coming Sunday. Yeah. So when I was done with this first show, um, I thought it was just going to be like one event, but it was it it was an incredible event. Like I'm saying, I just the feedback from everyone, it was just it was magical. I loved it. It felt like a dream come true for me. So people were saying like, don't just stop here. People were saying, like, reaching out to me. Can you do it in our community? Our community, and I was like, okay, maybe I should make this into a tour. So um, now, then, like, I just decided to do it in Muncie next. Yeah. Okay. So since you mentioned the tour, now I understand how it's the girls' talent tour. And I know you went by Girls Got Talent, and you just switched your name. Tell us a little bit about what happened there and why you changed your name so fast. Okay. So. 
basically, um, all our flyers went out. Girls Got Talent, Second Stop, Muncie, New York. Um, and then I got, and then I tried, oh, so then I got an email in my, like, Girls Got Talent inbox from, like, a whole official email <laughs> um, with, like, a PDF attached from a lawyer um, signed saying that um, um, Got and Talent, basically, America's Got Talent trademarks Got Talent got in talent together so i have to change the name of my show and before february 22nd and my show is on february 24th this coming sunday so i was like this happened like probably a month back so everything was already out everyone already knew about it, it was advertised and then they said you have to change the name and take everything down and so i was like okay so i changed the name i changed all the flyers i had to crop every picture on my instagram on my facebook on everywhere um so it's just it was really crazy. Like even throughout this process, there were so many things that happened, like that felt like this show wasn't going to happen. And like, so give me another example. What other glitches did you have? What other glitches? Um, so one, one, um, major glitch, I guess was that, um, okay. So, Basically, my the shows that I the shows that I used um, the first show that I produced I I had like certain I guess I would say um, guidelines that I that I felt like okay the people can sing these type of songs they can dance this type of dance but that's like I kind of made those reg, um, rules and regulations just so that just just even what I felt comfortable with but it was more like um, kind of I just I just decided on that and for this show um, we're raising money for a colo. So I totally understand. And also the Muncie community, a lot of the, there's so many different types in the Muncie community. So um, I basically was under the assumption that it was going to be the same type of show. And it wasn't able to be because the Colal also like they had at that point, like they I thought that I was going to approve the acts, but then it had to come, I guess, more from the Colal itself, which kind of had to where there were a lot of rules then put onto the show, which kind of was not what I exactly wanted. And I'm really happy how, with how this show is turning out and how it turned out. And I totally understand because I want everyone to be able to come and feel comfortable. Um, but I think that was something that was a really, really big challenge when I started um, planning this show, because I really want this show to be a place where people can express themselves and, and, and be from and realize that you can still be expressive and kind of finding that balance was so difficult for me, especially once, especially when I thought that I would have to change basically so many of the acts and so many of the different songs that were allowed, dances that were allowed. Um, but it really worked out. But that was a huge, huge challenge for me, definitely. Yeah, I can identify with communal norms being affected on on your creative expression and what you could allow there to be. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's say I'm someone who's interested in auditioning or participating in your show. Uh, what would the steps be? So, um, well, usually you would see like a flyer go out, um, saying that there's auditions and send your video, um, before send your video to, and I give my number, you could send it to my WhatsApp or to my email, um, an audition before a certain date. And yeah, people just take a video audition of what they have to, what they want to do. They write their name, um, where they're from, um, their age, and then basically just send me the video of themselves. And then based on that, I basically get all the auditions and then I, and then I have to choose a, a small amount. So it doesn't mean that you can't audition for the next show. Um, but yeah, I have to choose like a small. So how many applicants from... did you get for the first two shows? 
the first show, I don't remember exactly, but the first show I only gave like less than a week for auditions. And honestly, I'm not recalling the number, but I had a lot of auditions to sift through. A lot, a lot, a lot. And the Muncie one? The Muncie one might have been like, I don't know, maybe like a hundred or more. I, I don't know exactly how many. Okay. Um, okay, so you you filter them down, and how many people get to come to the show? How many people get to be in the show? Yeah, be in the show. So it, well, there's not an amount of people there. There's an amount of um, acts. So every act could have more than one person. Okay. Um, but this show, um, we're having, basically we're having all together um, 18, 19, 18 or 19 acts, but some of them are guest performers. So, um, yeah, basically there's a certain amount. How many contestants? There's probably like 13 contestants, like groups of contestants, and then the rest are guest performers. Okay. And it involves acting, which is drama, dance, singing, and instrumentals. Is there yeah, anything comedy, else? comedy also. Yeah. Stand up? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, we have we have like little little kids doing comedy. This show we have, um, we have gymnasts, we have contemporary dance, lyrical dancing, we have, um, we have people doing like cool hula hoop. We have, um, what else do we have? We have like, yeah, we have we have great acts, but mostly singing, acting, dance, singing, comedy, dancing are like our main. Yeah. Okay, and what's the age qualification? So it's all women and girls. Like it doesn't, I'm, I'm not super, I mean, I like to have diverse, diverse diversity within my show. So like my, the youngest in my show this time is five and the oldest, like it's a woman. Like, uh, so it really all, really all ages. I had auditions from all ages, really. Okay, nice. Yeah. So it's open to everyone. What's the prize or how many winners do you have and what do they get? So, um, Last show, what we did was they got gift cards to Junie. It was just like in us in standby. I realized this show is in a it's like in a theater for 950 people. It's uh, it's like kind of a lot. It's in a theater. It's a lot more. I don't know if I would say. I guess it's more professional. I don't know if it's going to be better or the same, but it's gonna it's definitely more professional. Um, we're having um, also cash and gift card prizes, which they will find out at the show <laughs> what they are. Okay. So yeah. now let's go through the logistical process on your end. You got yourself a sponsor organization that is laying out the money for you that will also take the money that's earned throughout with yeah. ticket sales and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And is there anything left for you to pay yourself? Yeah, yeah. I include that. <laughs> My first show, I wasn't so like, I was like, I don't care. Pay me like, uh, first I wanted a certain amount, but then I was like, you know what, like, if I want this to work, then I can't be so, I can't be like that. So I was just like, whatever, I'm, I'll just do it. Even though I, I, so I got paid, but not a lot. And this show, like I went up a little bit what I, what I would charge to do it. But as time goes on, I would probably take some more of the profit. But like I, but I, but I, my main, I guess the main people that are benefiting um, from what the money that comes in is the organization that I'm raising money for. Okay, and do you think you would transition at one point where you'd have enough money potentially to lay down to to run the show and then you'd make the profits for yourself? Yeah, but I still like the idea of, um, 
having some sort of, even if it wouldn't be all the proceeds, but I would do like at least some of them or, um, or yeah, a portion of it would go to certain organizations that I would choose, but it wouldn't be that like me and them are both presenting this event. It would be like my event that I'm producing and then I want to give because like, I just think it's a nice cause. Right. I also, I don't know if I want to be the one mentioning it, but it's definitely a selling factor. It's, it's a way to get the guilt out of people showing up to an event because they feel like they're donating. They're not just doing a selfish act. They're coming out and they're doing something good for someone else as well. Yeah. Like the coal I'm raising money for right now, they said that you can use your Meister money for coming to our show. Like, it's so cool. I'm saying you could use your Meister and you're going to enjoy like an event. So it's just, an amazing event so it's like why not you know that's kind of a the only thing that just pings my heart a little bit is that why can't it be justifiable to go and watch girls and women perform and that just be okay in itself why why do you need something else to give you that extra motivation to come out but you know what all the major events out there the secular ones they all have causes many of them have causes as well i mean not america's got talent necessarily but events have causes and they are donating so i like how you combined all these different elements to make the show successful and you had to search for the right combination or the right show you you knew you wanted to do something and you redid the, your recipe a few times until the cake came out and yeah. you know kudos like this to you. <laughs> is definitely what i want to do like it's not um, i was thinking maybe i would want to do a musical maybe maybe i would do that in the future why not i love putting on shows in general now but I love this. I love the idea of this. I think this is just so exciting. And there's, I really feel like there was nothing like it. I feel like it's just such an exciting, I don't know, experience for everyone there, for everyone on the stage. I don't know, just people that are on the stage say that they never experienced something like this before. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So I know you have another part of your life, which is social work life. And clearly you went the practical way and you got yourself a degree and a job because the arts is where your heart is but it's not where your wallet can stay exactly (laughs) just tell me a little bit about how those two lives and those two personalities of yours mesh and how you chose this career and how you feel like it's part of who you are and how it's helping you develop into who you want to be because clearly you still want to keep doing this and you want to grow this but I'm assuming social work is not just, you know, a check on the box. You had some thought and love go into that as well. Yeah. So I definitely, um, originally, honestly, when I went into social work, I was like, I just couldn't think of anything I wanted to go into. And I, and I did my undergrad in like one year and then I realized like, I want to get a master's, but what am I interested in? I'm like, the only thing that I could see myself maybe being interested in is social work. So I literally went for social work and I, and I was always like a good counselor. I loved, I loved talking to my campers and I'm having a close relationship with them. I was dorm counselor for a few years also. So I love that feeling, but I didn't, I I was just trying to think what it would translate into in a career. So I thought social work. So I went for it and throughout my entire social work, um, I don't know, schooling, I had kind of these doubts, like, why am I even going for this? Honestly. (laughs) And, um, I really think I'm going to need to find, sorry, I really think I'm going to need to find my, um, my place in social work, which I feel like that's the most fulfilling for me, but I definitely feel like the ability to help somebody in such a direct way is just something that 
no other career could really do because it's not just helping people with, let's say, something physical. It's helping people with their feelings and their life and their happiness and their quality of life, which is something that I definitely um, think is so, so important. So I'm happy to be able to be that person. I just, um, I just, I'm still figuring out which part of social work I could see myself doing a long term. Um, but yeah, I definitely like group work. I definitely like um, working with people in a group setting. Um, just, it is a very intense type of um, job when you're working one-on-one with people all day because it just feels like you care so much. You want to help them. It's really, it could be very difficult. And the way that I use it within my social work skills, let's say within my event planning and stuff, I also started event planning, like um, doing um, birthday parties for kids and dance parties and things like that, because people are like, oh, with Dream On Events, do you do um, birthday parties? I'm like, yeah. And then I just like plan it and I go. Like, that's how I've been kind of doing this entire thing in general anyway, just playing it by ear. So um, I just think being able to use um, this, those skills of just um patience with people and making people feel good and just the whole idea of having people wanting to shine on the stage and helping them feel confident and good and just motivating them I think that's just all using those same skills so. okay well I feel like they do mesh all all these aspects of your life they they come together the place of wanting to help people and help them shine whether it's in their own lives and in their thoughts and their mind or it's on stage with their talents and you're very passionate and you are a true entrepreneur <laughs> and you figure it out you google it you sign up for things before you know if you can handle it or not really call a code i would love to be judge if you'd like to have me at one point maybe we could bring yeah. the show to philly philly oh i think someone actually reached out to me from philly I spoke to someone from Philly a few times. We're just, we were trying to figure out the details and then I started the Muncie show, but yeah, definitely. Let's talk. So yeah, yeah, we'd love that in Philly here. I'm sure when you teach yourself things and you figure things out, you, there's a lot of error. Could you share maybe one experience or one story that you feel like, and I know we spoke about your, the trademark uh, issue you had and the restrictions of allowing girls to you know, sing to English music, perhaps. I'm assuming that's what it came down to. Did it? What this girl singing English music? Was it the English um, music? Oh, definitely. Yeah, that was that was. Yeah, you're saying with the whole. Yeah. Um, that was one show. Yeah. Yeah, that was really an obstacle, also. Yeah. And, and just to clarify, the first show was in Brooklyn. The first show was in Staten Island. No, Staten, Staten Island. Got it. Just share one vulnerable maybe heartbreaking experience something just give us a little bit of your raw self something vulnerable okay. <laughs> share something you haven't shared yet I guess I guess it's a very um I just started working as a social worker this year so I just graduated so and my family just moved to New York over this over the summer so there was like a lot of new things that were happening and taking on a whole new project at the beginning was very exciting because it was just like something new, something exciting. Um, and then it started, and then I started to feel like very nervous all the time, always like kind of like not being able to, not being able to focus on one thing at a time at all, because I was just so, um, I was just so 
I guess, anxious about how this show is going to turn out. And then this and this little thing is happening. And now, 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 is it going to work out? Is it not going to work out? Why am I doing this? Why am I even putting all my energy into this? But I love it, but I don't. It was just like all this, like, um, I guess, like anxiety around. I want to make this work and I want to be a good social worker and I want to do this event planning and everything. But like, how can I balance both of them? And I just, I, it was really hard for me, like even to sleep, even to, like the first show, like by the first show, like I literally like just lost tons of weight. I was so um, overwhelmed every single second, all the time. And I, um, and I still feel like that a lot of the time now is the first time, like even this week, I start to feel like more, um, just like calm. I feel like things are like more under control, but I just could know that in one second, something could happen that could become like very anxiety provoking again. But I just, um, I just think it's been really hard to learn how to balance everything and, and feel confident in myself that I can pull it off and that I could do it. Um, it's just something like that I really struggled with throughout the entire process. I'm starting to like gain more confidence in myself and what I could do, um, w like relating to this show and relating to, relating to anything, because the fact that this show worked out showed me that like things, it gave me this whole new mindset that things can work out, that even if things like seem like, so hard and there's so many obstacles like if I keep pushing it can work out um but it's definitely been like a very big learning experience in that way um, learning how to balance everything yeah yeah okay so there's one question left I forgot to ask it earlier but you did say that the Muncie show is going to be in a much larger venue and speaking of anxiety <laughs> I'm sure you have anxiety filling up the the room and how are you advertising how are you getting the word out so um trying as that's really that's yeah you're right that is probably like one of the most stressful parts um so one is by like putting it into because it's raising money for a call they're kind of getting um their our ad in let's say like the front page in Muncie um I got the Jewish press to also last show um put it in the Jewish press and then they come and give out the Jew they have like a table with the Jewish press at the event itself so that like we could get it in there um, I've been posting on my Instagram, Facebook, having the judges post it, asking everyone, driving everyone nuts, literally driving everyone crazy. Like, why is she so into this show? Like, no, I need everyone to post it a hundred times and I'm going to keep putting it on my status and I'm going to keep putting it everywhere. Um, and just having everyone post it, putting up flyers everywhere. Yesterday we spent the whole day in Muncie, um, like an evergreen, just like calling people over, um, and, and asking people, do you want to buy, we have a special today. Do you want to buy tickets? Like literally pulling random people from Evergreen over the first time I went, I gave out flyers everywhere in Evergreen and in Wesley kosher and everywhere in Muncie and Teaneck. I put up signs everywhere. I've been like, we've all, I mean, anyone involved in this show has been really working hard to just try to get it out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And how much are tickets? So tickets are 25, 36, 50, or 72. And I guess there are different statuses that come with it and perks. Yeah, I mean, the main the main one is just closer. It's just basically closer to the stage or further away from the stage. Um, but you can see really from anywhere. So it's not, um, it's just like the closer you are, the more. We're also having um, like a huge screen behind the stage because it's like a movie theater. Lafayette Theater is a movie theater and they have a, a stage in front of the screen. So on the screen, we're having like a video mix of, like the, cause the judges are facing the stage. So the judges faces up close so we could see like their reactions behind the performer um, and a mix of that and the performer up close so that everyone everywhere can see kind of um, perfectly. That's, that's incredible. This is a competition. 
and some people win and some people don't. You have one winner, right? We have three, actually. Three First, second, third place. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure there are unhappy campers. You could have a third prize winner who wanted to be number one. You have people who are upset about not even getting an audition or not getting a place at all. And I'm sure parents have complained or people have requested, you know, we're related or, or you owe me yeah. one. Or <laughs> so how totally. is dealing with that like? So it's always, um, well, firstly, um, it's always hard to, to like send that rejection. Like I have like one, like, um, kind of template text that I send out to the people. And I think I, and a lot of the people are very, very talented. It's just, that I really could only choose some. So that's like really hard for me because I feel like I don't want to be a person to like ruin someone's dreams. If they love to sing, keep singing. If you love to dance, keep dancing. It just, I have such like a limited amount of spots available that I really have to choose. Um, so yeah, that's really, that's really, that's really hard. Um, that part's hard. And then about the winners, I, I hear why everyone, somebody wouldn't be happy if they didn't win. And there were people after the first show that were for sure crying and stuff. They, I felt really bad. Um, but the fact that they were in this show, it means that they're like, very, very, very talented. So obviously because it's a competition that could still be hard. Um, but like, there's kind of like that good feeling of, I got into this show, so it's not all lose. Yeah. My, and also my, um, my goal with this actually like actual show is, um, I had this idea to do, um, go to different, like a bunch of different communities and then take all the finalists, like the third, the three place winners from each, um, each city and do one like final competition and narrowing it down. Maybe even like I'm, I'm having ideas about that too. So I hope that would work. That yeah. does make sense. And that does make for a good show. So thank you so much for being on the show, sharing all this information with us. We're going to post, we're going to post all the information for links and tickets. Please make sure to check it out, show up to the show, make sure to stay tuned for future flyers. And if you'd like Baya to come to your city, make sure to reach out to her as well. And if you have been enjoying this podcast, please make sure to write a review and subscribe and tell your friends to check us out as well. See you next time.